today as well. And I'm, I'm going to be kind of uh, uh, piggybacking a little bit off of what, you know, Pastor Ben taught as well Sunday. And it was an, an amazing message. That's right. It was an amazing message. Thank you, thank you. Amazing message about being free. And today is definitely communion day as well. Mm -hmm. Amen. And like I said, I, I kind of juggle about Sunday until uh, um, the end of September because I just to be more direct, you know, there are several families in the church that were affected by COVID. And we want to use wisdom, the wisdom of God, you know, it's almost close to the same time. And, um, you know, I, I want to use wisdom, you know, and uh, so that's why we're going to just, we're going to take off the rest of September with the podcast. We will go forth. The word will still be going forth as well because everybody's faith is not where your faith is. Amen. And sometimes you're, oh, you don't have faith. You know, you know, okay, I have faith, you know, but, uh, uh, but, you know, everybody's faith is not where your faith is and everybody's faith is not where my faith is, however it may go. But we're going to use wisdom, make sure everybody is protected. We use the wisdom of God because the main thing, as long as the word is going forth, mm -hmm. that's the main thing. I know sometimes, you know, you know, this is a change, but we never, none of us never experienced this before. What we're going through at this time, none of us have never experienced this before. Dealing what we're dealing with now. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if you have your Bibles, lift them up high in the air. Amen. Because trust in God because you don't have a care. Amen. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. Stand, everybody stand. 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 Y'all been sitting too long. <laughs> Amen. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. This is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. I am. I am. What it says I am. What it says I am. I can do. I can do. What it says I can do. It says I can do. I can have. What it says I can have. So today. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. To the Word of God. In my life. Will never. 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 Be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Yes, your life will never be the same. I want to read a uh, quote, your life lessons quote. And this is what it says. It says, you are where you are because your, your habits, of, because of your habits, the habits of thought. It says, you are, it says, you are where you are because of your habits of thought. So think about your habits of thoughts. Just, just a, I did think of for the rest of the week. Well, how have you been thinking? How do you think? Many of us think one way we want things to be different. We think, only thing we think on are the negative things, but we want positive things that happen in our lives. But you got to begin to change the way you're thinking. Like I always say, when you change the way you see things, the way you see things change. You got to have to begin to do that. Amen. But I'm going to go ahead and get into the word today, and uh, I definitely won't be long before you today. Pastor Bill was ministering on a subject I had written this down on being acquainted with God. He was sharing about the old and the new, who you are, who, who you are now versus who you were then. And I don't think that many believers got it yet. We still operate on an old way of thinking, an old system, an old traditional mindset, an old uh, a religious mindset versus who we are and now and what Christ has done in our lives today. You know, and but the key thing, let's go, let's go to the book of Daniel. I want to go to Daniel. I'm going to start there. Daniel chapter 11. I want us to look at Daniel chapter 11. Mm. We got to know who, who we are in Christ. We got to know who he is in us. If we're going to do some amazing things, we got to know that. And see, know, and see, many people skip over the word know. Mean, know means to be intimately acquainted with it. 
Many people know about God, but they don't know God. Just like Pastor Ben said Sunday, he said, yeah, the devil knew God, but he was swimming. You know, he knew him. You know, it's the same thing with a lot of believers. We know God from a distance, but we don't really know him. We know about, we know there is a God, but we don't really know God in a personal way. And that's why we tremble. Oh, I don't fear nobody but the Lord. I don't fear nobody. That's what the devil do. I'm going to be going to 11, uh, 30, uh, 32 in a minute. The topic is called In Him. In Him. Thank you. But, but many know about God. I was thinking about when he said that, you know, about the, the devil knew God, but he trembled. It's the same thing with believers. People in the church, we know God and we're scared. There's a reverence we have for God, not an intimidation that we have of God. But we gotta, we gotta know him personally. We gotta know him in a personal way. We're gonna do great things in God. And I'm gonna go to Daniel chapter 11. Let's go to verse 32. And this is what it said. It says, in such as do wickedly. And the Bible says the Old Testament is for our learning. It's some principles in here that we're trying to get out of here. We're trying to pull principles and keys out of, out of, out of the word of God. It says, and those who do wickedly against the covenant shall, shall corrupt flatteries. But the people that know who? Know their God. Know their God. The people that know their God. Some people don't know their God. They know about their God. They know there's a God somewhere that they always say. They know about a man upstairs, wherever Flory's on, I don't know. But they, but they, they say, but though their God shall be strong. Now, I want, you, I want us to get this. Because I hear it all the time. I never thought about it the way I'm thinking about it today. It says people that know their God shall be strong. There's a lot of people that know about God in the week. They talk weak, they complain, they whine, and you know, and uh, 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 you know, someday the great pine sky by and by, they talk those kind of things. And but he says, but them that know their God, them that know, the Bible says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Knowledge, the word know is in knowledge. They don't have knowledge. They don't know their God. And I'm showing some scripture where Paul was praying for the church about knowing your God. But it says, but the, the people that know their God shall be strong. Yeah. Shall be strong. So when you read the Bible, always flip the scripture. So that them that don't know their God shall be what? Weak. If you don't know him, you're going to be weak. You're going to be scared. You're going to be intimidated by everything. Everything that happens, you know, everything shakes you up. But them that know their God, like God, what, give me an example of knowing your God. God says that, that to be strong in the Lord and the power of God, God says that uh, uh, you're uh, being confident in him. So I'm going to be confident in what God's word said. How do I know God? I, I got to know him. See, many of us, like the, the, we talked last week about being acquainted with God. Many of us are not acquainted with God. We're acquainted with our circumstances. We're acquainted with all these things, but we're not acquainted with God. We're not acquainted with what we can do in Christ. We're not acquainted with that. We know what we, we're acquainted with, with walking by sight and not by faith, by things we see every day. But we're not acquainted with knowing God, about being strong in the Lord. The Bible says be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. How do I do that? By being strong in his word. By seeing what the word of God says about this situation. By seeing the word of God say, hey, he's going to supply all my needs. He is my father. Father means he's my strengthener. He's my protector. 
I mean, he, he's, he, he's my provider. Everything I need comes from the Father. But see, if we, don't, if we don't really believe that, we're not going to experience that. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you are. As a man thinketh, so is he. In his heart, so is he. That's what he's going to be. But it says that, that them that know their God, them that know, them that have a relationship with their God, shall be strong. But the thing is, like I said, many, many believers and church people and traditional people, we know about God. We know there is a God somewhere. Yes, it's a personal thing. We have to know God. To know him, to be, know is means to be intimately acquainted with him. We got to know him. Gotta, I got to seek his word. Say, I need to know what God's word says. It's just like knowing a parent. It's just like having a parent that you really don't know. That's not a biological parent, but I don't really know them. Mm. But them that know their God, they're going to be strong. Those are the ones going to do great things. Them that know their God. Them that know him. Know him. Them that know him. Hmm. Another thing I'm trying to find here. Them that know him. Okay, listen now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. That's what he, he talked about this. I'm going back to that scripture again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear it, the more we may get it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. We need to know this. Let me know when you're there. Amen. He says, therefore... If anyone or any man or any, any man, man is just a species of man. That's not talking about a, a, the male is something, the species of man. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. New creation. He says, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Your yesterday ended. You are new. But you got to get a hold of the newness of your life, who you are now. Many people so focused on what they used to be and feeling bad about what they used to be, it's hard for them to, 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 to see who they are now. Who, who are you now? Living in the now. Yesterday in the last night, but who are you now? What can you do now? You can't change your yesterday, but you can change today. Don't even worry about tomorrow, but just live in it out. Be in the present. It says, it says, a new creation, all things have passed away, all things become new. He says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. We're going to be talking about in, in him, who reconciled us in him, in Christ, who reconciled us in him through, through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That... The, that this is, that, th that is, that God, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. 
and committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now we have it as well. He says, now we are what? Ambassadors. Now that's an amazing thing to be an ambassador. Do you know, like, I mean, when you, uh, we ever watch these, uh, the, uh, these, these news when these ambassadors are going into a country, they are protected. I mean, everything, they have everything they need. They have, and I want you to get this. We are ambassadors. Why do we act like just, you know, like, you know I'm just a nobody? Why do we have that man because of a head down and looking down and, and, you know, and no confidence at all? Start acting confident and you'll become confident. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't make a difference what you have. Start acting like you have. Start acting worthy. We act so unworthy. You know, I'm just so unworthy, you know. Hoping I make it in. You know, no confidence. The Bible said this is a confidence that we have in him. Mm -hmm. And we ask anything according to his will. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we have a petition of whatever we desire. This is a new creation mindset. This is the new creation mindset. You got to know who you are. That's why you have to be acquainted with God. If you're not acquainted with him, you're not going to know. You're, gonna not, you're not going to know the benefits of the Father. You don't get saved just as a fire escape, just to escape hell. You get saved to make a difference in this planet. Living out what you were created to do. Living out what, 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 what God has your assignment is. That's right. yeah. The Bible says we are ambassadors. Ambassadors going to other nations or any, every ethnic groups and change the world. It can be through what you do. It can be through your job. You're an ambassador. It can be through your business. You're an ambassador. You're making a difference. When you begin to see it that way, that's the way it will be. Nothing will change until you begin to see things differently. When you change the way you see things, the things you see change. If you see everything in a negative uh, uh, line, like that's what it's going to be. I was remembering the story here. This guy, he was talking about this guy. He made this, these wooded eagles, uh, eagles out of wood. You know, made the eagles and he was in there and it was selling I think for like $500 or something like that and you know and they were asking the guy man this is a really nice piece of wood uh, 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 eagle that you made where do you get this from he said from what you pass every day it's a tree that was sitting over there right in the hood that was just laying there and I just made it and carved it and made this, this, this eagle out of it and now I'm selling it for $500 mm -hmm. it's what I'm saying when you begin to see different things you got to know who you are. He says you're ambassadors. Ambassadors of Christ, for Christ, as through God did beseech you by us. And we pray you in Christ's stead, be, be reconciled to God. This is what's so important, being reconciled to God, getting connected with God, or being acquainted with God. Because sometimes you don't know how powerful you are. You don't know how powerful you are. He says, be reconciled to God. Hmm. He says, for he, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that what we might be what? That we may become sinners saved by grace? I, I want to show you something. That he said that, that he made him to be sin who knew sin. This is another change in him. In yourself, that's what you are. Old sinner saved by grace. Well, a lot of these churches that don't know what they're talking about say. But the Bible says that he came 
who knew no sin that he may become sin for who? For me. You have to make it personal for me. He became sin for me. It says for, for that, 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 that I might become what? The righteousness of God in him. See, we talk about our missions about in him, in Christ, who we are in him. In him, I'm righteous. I'm the righteous of God. It's not by what I've done, but it's by what he has done. See, many of the people think it's about because of what they've done. How many times they went to church? I went to church uh, five times a week. Ooh, I fasted for 50 days and 20 nights. But many people think they're getting that credit. You don't fast for God, you fast for yourself. Fasting is not for God. That's why the Bible says when you fast, don't, don't even look like that. Some people, they learn if they met the hair, they, 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 you know, they want people to hear their stomach growl and put a microphone on their stomach, see stomach growl, I've been fasting. Ooh, ooh, I've been fasting, you know. Ooh, I'm I just, you know, I'm, you know they, they want you to know. They look terrible, you know. And you know, just, just, they want you to know they've been fasting. Mm-hmm. What did you fast for? I mean, people do look all jacked up. Don't shower for 40 days and 40 nights either. You know this thing. Yeah. Just a thought. But 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 we're talking about in him we've been made righteous. Not in yourself. Now let's go to the book of Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to talk about in him. I know sometimes we go through scriptures before. Sometimes you may remember these scriptures, but we need to go through them again. I want you to get it. Not just, oh, I've seen the scripture, but I want you to know the scripture, what it says. It's going to be beneficial to you. Because a lot of things we've heard, we need to start de-junking. We need to start regurgitating that stuff. And we need, really, I, I'm serious, this religious spirit, you know, you know just, just this churchy thing, it's more than that. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 3. Verse 3. In him, who are, who are in him, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us. You're already blessed. You're blessed when you're coming in. You're blessed when you're going out. Everywhere you are, you're blessed. But you have to see it that way. Because sometimes people look at what they have. God said, I don't have this. I ain't blessed. I don't have that. It's not, it's don't start with it. It starts with you. You got to understand the spiritual things were there before the natural things came. God is a spirit and God said and that is what it was. You are a spirit. You got to speak things into your life. We're talking in Christ. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Every spiritual blessing we've been blessed with. So the spiritual things become natural. God is spirit and God said. When God spoke, God said, that's good. And you got to start speaking things into your life. We're talking in Christ. That's when we're in Christ. It says, he has chose us where? In him. In him. When did he choose us in him? When, when I say, Lord, I surrender my life to you? No. He says, he, says, he says that he has chosen us in him before what? The foundations of the world. Before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He's already made you holy. We just got to start acting holy, but he's already made you holy. He's already sanctified you. 
And like I told you before, sanctified ain't got to do how long your dress is and stock as you can't see through in a big hat. He says, according as he has chosen us in him, it wasn't how good you are, and he's going to, he's going to tell you that in a minute. It says, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He has done these things. I'm going to keep going. It says, it just, uh, 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 um, he says, in having predestinated us to the adoption of the Son by Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to praise of the glory of his grace, of his grace, his unmerited favor, by which we, he has made us accepted in, in the beloved. He's already accepted you. You don't have to do, you can't do things to be accepted. He has already accepted you. So now we can do more things. It says, in him, okay, verse 7, it says, in him we, we have what? Redemption. 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 That means he has redeemed us. See, many people don't know what a redemption is. Everybody understand what redemption really means. If you don't know redemption, it's, it's okay. We, this, I mean, this is, this is school. Yeah. It's good to don't know and know something later than just to, to act like we know, then, then, you know, just still don't know. Everybody know what redemption is? If you know what redemption is, lift your hands. If you don't, I'm going to look at If you don't, okay, we'll explain it. That's good, okay? Cool, okay. Redemption means what? Okay, I can't think of this word. What is it? Uh, 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 I mean, just, you watch a movie. And they, and the, the enemy or the adversary kidnaps somebody, a ransom, mm. ransom. Ransom is the same word as redeem. Like the enemy stole you from God. And a price had to be paid. This is what redemption means. A price had to be paid. And then it wasn't going to come through sacrifice of blood or bullets and ghosts. They're going to keep taking you back over and over again every year. But through the, the, the price of Jesus' blood, he has redeemed us, has ransomed us. We have been ransomed by the blood of, of Christ. So we can never go back anymore. He's paid the price. The enemy can't have you anymore. He has redeemed you, us, through his blood. He says, and he has, and, and we have redemption through his blood. In the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Now, God is very rich. He says, according to the riches of his grace. See, we got to start looking. We read the Bible. We got to start looking at things differently how we have been looking at it. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. He paid the price for forgiveness of your sins. So what you think you're doing, well, you're like, oh, God, you can't forgive. That's already paid for Yes, now you got to make the adjustments. Now there are consequences, right? You got to accept what he's already done. Now there are consequences for your sins, but God is not judging you according to your sins. He's already paid the price. The sins have already been judged through, through Christ, what he's already done. And I've been showing you that through the scripture the last month or so that we've been talking about, we've been talking about before, knowing the truth. See, many people think that, you know, like these little tracks you get, you know, God, one day you get, you go up to the friend of judgment day, he's going to play this film back and show you like you were two years old, you're knocking stuff off the table, say you didn't do it, you know, thank God going to judge you for all this stuff like that. I mean, just, but that's what the Bible says, your sins, 
he will what? Remember no more. Your sins, he's not going to remember that anymore. He's not focused on that. He's not going to remember that anymore. Your sins, he will remember no more. But we remember them. We hold on to it. And so the key thing, God said, oh, you didn't walk in forgiveness. Lord, I forgave everybody. But you didn't forgive yourself. Hmm. It's easy for you to give, forgive other people and still forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm talking big, small, little in between. It don't make no difference. Your dog got hit by a car and because of you, because you opened the door, screen the door. <laughs> you still hold on to that. I mean, I know, I, I'm, I ain't taking, I mean, I know things like that has happened. Okay. We have redemption through his blood. He says in verse 8 says, which he made to abound, abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. The riches of his grace, he says. And then verse 9 says, having made known to us the mystery of his will. He made known. See, in Christ, God is not a mysterious God. You know, God is a mysterious God. Nobody knows the will of God. It's mysterious. But he said, what did he say here? He says, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, in himself, to make known to us. God don't want to leave us ignorant. God don't want to leave us ignorant of anything. God wants to flow in wisdom. He wants to flow in knowledge. And I'm going to show you this in a minute. It says, it says in, the, in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in, in one all things in Christ. Both are in heaven, in which, in which, in which are both in earth, in, on earth in Him. In Him we have a what obtain what? In Him we have obtained what? Inheritance. Inheritance. An inheritance. Mm -hmm. An inheritance. See, we gotta start seeing these things. See, we want to wait till we get to heaven, you know, to get everything. But God want to give it to you while you're on the earth. Right. You're on this earth for a reason. Yeah. You're here for a reason. You're not here just to meander to, you know, he get, he get everything ready for you in heaven. He has you here for a reason. Because technically, to be honest with you, this was supposed to be your, this your home forever, the earth. Until Adam and Eve mess himself. But like I say, but when it's going to come a day, you're going to go to heaven for a while. You're going to visit God for a minute. Then you're going to be right back down to the earth. The Bible says that. Because I'm telling you now, heaven is not your home. The earth is going to be your home. It's going to be a new heaven, a new earth. You're coming back to the earth. The new Jerusalem is going to be on the earth. I didn't know that. I thought heaven is my home. Every day. Yeah. No, no, the heaven, his home is the, the earth is actually your home because that's why I was supposed to originally be for Adam and Eve on the earth. The Bible says that the the the, the, the uh, heaven belonged to the Lord, but He gave earth to man. Whoo! This is a lot of fun. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, what verse were we? Okay, so verse 11. Mm -hmm. Okay, in him we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of his will, purpose of, sorry, purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Verse 12, that we, that we who, who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted. Do you trust him? 
See, this goes all along with that. One without the other won't do. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Looking up verbs and adjectives and all these other kind of things you heard on Rapper Room and Sesame Street. Yeah. It says, in him you tr also trusted after you heard the word of truth. After you heard the word of truth, because remember, we have been coming out, we came out of the subject of knowing the truth. Knowing the truth. And you got it. Some of you need to go back and study that. Some of you need to go back and listen to the old podcast of knowing the truth. Because the more you listen to it, the more that you'll get it. Know the truth, the gospel of what your salvation, in whom also having believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You have been sealed. That basically means with a seal, when God gives a seal, that seal is never removed. That seal is never removed. <clears throat> it says, who is a guarantee of our inheritance until, what it says, until when? Okay, redemption of the purchased possession until he redeems our body. That's what, that's, that's, it's, it's that long. You are sealed. When you receive him, you trust in him, you are sealed. You don't have, you have to worry about your salvation. Like I said, you don't act, have to act righteous to become righteous. You act righteous because you are righteous. He said the guarantee of, of, said, of the inheritance until the, the redemption of the purchased possession to wish a praise of his glory. Okay? And uh, uh, where I want to start, okay. Then verse 15. Therefore I also, after I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, of the, of the, Lord, of the Lord Jesus, and of your love for all the saints, I, he says, I do, not to give, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And this was his prayer right here. He says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and what? Knowledge of him. Knowledge of him. Remember, Daniel says that them that what know their God will be strong and do exploits. So you, if you don't know your God, and what you're going to be weak. You're going to be intimidated. All these things, you're not going to know who you are. You're not going to know who you're not going to have any confidence or any of these things. I can tell a believer they don't have any confidence. It's not knocking them anything, but I'm saying that believer, he needs to know who they are in Christ. When you walk around intimidated, you walk around, I don't know if God's going to hear my prayers. That means you don't know your God. That means the only thing it means, I mean, it's best to know where you are than not know where you are and stay there. It's best to know, gosh, you know what? You know, I tell a friend about us, I mean, you know, I said, you know, he asked me a question. I said, no, I said, I, I, we got to get to trust in God like we say we trust God. We say, you know, we have a lot of churchy sayings we say all the time. But when, when the rubber meets the road, do we really believe God? Sometimes we may believe God in one area, but we don't believe God in this particular area. And so we just got to know where we are. That's the main thing. We got to know where we are. The only way to correct where you are is to know where you are. It says, the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of him. He says, that your eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That's what we want to pray. We want to pray that our eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. We want to pray that our eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. That's the Bible, because the Bible says the entrance of his word, the Son says the entrance of his word gives light. It gives illumination. It gives focus. When you know the word on certain things, you're going to appear to be arrogant, but it's just going to be confidence. When you know who you are, God's word said, I stand on his word, and that's, that's it. The eyes you understand to be enlightened, that you may know what is what? The hope of his calling. 
Uh, the hope means expectation. We see the word hope. It means expectation. It don't mean like, oh, I'm hoping it happened. No, I mean, you see the word hope. I mean, I expect it to happen. I expect. Hope means it's a word for expectation. The expectation is calling on your life. Whatever your, are your assignment. And that means in the, in the pulpit. That means whatever your assignment is in life. That we may know him. See, that's what we get in him. We'll know these things. We get connected within him. That you may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? It says knowing what the inheritance, the riches of his glory in the inheritance of the saints. Not the poverty. This is what he said. That we may know what is. This is your, what your Bible is saying. This is not what I'm saying. It says that, that you may know what is the hope of his calling in what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's what your Bible says. It says, and, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward, who, toward, toward us who believe. See, all people talk about power. Oh, I got power. I can catch that devil. I got power. But they don't have power to live their purpose. They have power to, to enjoy their life. They, power, they say they have power to cast the devil out. And just start believing for the power to pay your bills. And this is not a knock. I mean, all of us was here. I mean, I, saw, I was confessing one day, you know, when bills weren't paid on time. Like, you know, you know, two... I mean, just, 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 just going, through, trying to go through the most of life, trying to get a uh, paycheck to paycheck, payday to the next day, you know, all these things. Yeah. But my confession, Lord, I'm thinking all my bills are paid on time and are before time. All my bills are paid on time or before time. You got to start confessing that when you, when you don't have a dime in your pocket. You know, you got to start, you know, Lord, I think I have a, a full tank of gas. You know, believe in God to get, get to the gas station. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you got you to you change your mindset. You got to stop speaking where you are. And so, you know, you know where you are. Don't get me wrong. You understand it, but you're speaking something different. In Christ. In Christ. It says, what is exceeding greatness of his power. It says exceeding. Exceeding means over and above. Exceeding greatness of his power. Not your power. His power to us who believe. Do you believe? The key thing are, do, do you believe? Do you believe? Mm -hmm. See, power don't mean just dancing and, and shouting and, and, and casting the devil out and all this kind of stuff. Power means that having that authority to walk as an ambassador. Right. Mm. What is exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Mm. And in verse 20, it says, which he who worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Then it says, far above all principalities and all power and all might and all dominion and every name that is named, not only this age or this world, but also that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. And then he goes on to after that verse in, in chapter 2. It says, this is what it says, it says, and you were made alive who were dead in your trespasses. He said you were made alive and when you were dead. 
You didn't ask that he made alive, but he said, and you were because of what he did on the cross, because of the redemptive work of what he did on the cross. He ransomed us through his blood. Even when we didn't, we didn't even love him, he ransomed us. He says, and you who were made alive and who were dead in trespasses. He says, which you walk, once walked according to the course of, of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among whom, among whom we, 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 all, we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, just as others. But it says, but God. But God, who was what? Who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. And this is what it says. In verse 5, even when we were what? Dead in trespasses. What did he do? He made us alive. Yeah. You ain't got to come crying and begging to God. God already made you alive. You just got to receive what he's already done. When you were dead in your trespasses, he made you alive. Us alive together with Christ. And he says, for by what? For by grace. You are saved. And then verse 6, it says, and he raised us up together and made us sit together. Well, this is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a too good to be true gospel. This is what he's already done now. This is not what he's going to do. He says, he says and, he, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mm. You can't beat that. It says, and that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his, his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, he said you again, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Then so what did it say after that? Not, not of what? Not of what? Not of yourself. It's a gift of God. And a gift is something you don't pay for. If I had to do one thing to get a gift, it wasn't a gift. If you had a million dollar house and want to sell me for a dollar and I paid you a dollar for it, it still wasn't a gift. I still paid something for it. It wasn't a gift. You're saved by grace. And see, the thing is, where do we get these other messages from then? You got to do this to be saved. You got to do that to be saved. You got to pray in tongues to be saved. You got to run around a building to be saved. You got to you got to go be, be baptized and be saved and all these other things to be saved. All these works, this work mindset. That came from tradition, and, uh, religion, and church. And passed down, most tradition has been passed down. It's too much working. You're working, working, working. God, I got it. Let me say what you did wasn't good enough. And I'll show you another scripture. Don't believe that. Okay. Uh, uh, um. Where are we? Verse 8. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. I did this, I did that. <laughs> I pay my tithes every Sunday. I, you, know, I, you know, I do this here. Oh, I, I, I go down to the, to, the, to the minister, to the homeless, and I do this, I do this, I do this, I do that, I do that. You know, so God loves me better than you. You don't do but one thing. You know what I'm saying? That's how people, I know people like that. Mm -hmm. They name everything they do. 
It says, but the Bible says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ. So don't stop talking, calling yourself dumb and stupid. I don't know this. I don't know that. He says, you are God's workmanship. That workmanship comes from a word, work of art. In Christ, in Jesus, uh, for good works. You've been created him for good works, which God prepared before, beforehand that what we should walk in them, which now we can walk it out. We should walk it out. Mm. Wow. This is what the Bible says. It tells you about you. It's not by your works. It's by his grace. It's by his grace. It's by his grace. Mm. My. I'm going to close with one more scripture here. I say, it is saved by his grace, not by your works, not by what you can do. Go to Galatians chapter 2. I'm starting verse 20. We got to know who we are in Christ. We got to know where we are in Christ. We got to know where we're positioned in Christ. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I'm going to start there. Are you there yet? Amen. This is what, it, what does it say? He says, for I am, or you are, crucified with Christ. See, when Christ was crucified, he counted you on the cross with him. See, many don't know that. When he went to the cross, he counted you was on the cross with him. This is what the Bible says. I am crucified with Christ. He says, nevertheless, I live. He says, yet not but the light, but this is where I am. Okay. Yet not but... Christ lived in me. Christ lived in me. In the life which I now live, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and did what? He gave himself for who? For me. For me. For me. For me. Now this is important right here. Verse 21. He says, he says, I do not what? He says, I, he says, for I do not frustrate. The word frustrate don't mean like we would use the word frustrate. Oh, I'm frustrated. I'm tired. Frustrate means to lay aside. In the, in the Bible, it means to lay aside. He said, I don't frustrate the grace of God. He says, for if righteousness comes by the law about what I can do in myself. He says, Christ died in vain. If righteousness came by the law, I follow the law. I do this here. I do that. I don't do this here. I don't, I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't smoke. I don't, I'm in Dutch. I don't fornicate. I don't. I don't break it about the house. I don't do da da If righteousness come out just not doing that, that means Christ died in vain. That's what he said. Right. So we had a big five sins. We had all other stuff. Because the Bible, it was 600 or 600 some, mm. some laws. They just named 10 to go to stone. But it was over that. But it says, but for if righteousness come by what you can do in yourself, yeah. that means Christ is dead in vain. Mm -hmm. That means you, 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 you Christ. You became your own God. Amen. Amen. You may close your Bibles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.